0: Hey everybody, welcome to Go Home Bobby are Drunk, the podcast where we, I don't know what we do anymore.
2: We rant about the Bible and <laughs> white evangelicals and um, just, you know, give our nervous systems a little bit of uh, some off-leash time, if yes. you will.
0: <laughs> yes, that is true. That is true. I, I just, you know, we started the podcast and then I was like, I i don't, what is? what do we do again? I enjoy it, but sometimes I forget.
2: Sometimes it's hard to define. I feel like is, I feel like yes. that every single I feel like that every single week, which I am now realizing why the intro to Behind the Bastards is not infrequently just Robert screaming. <laughs> because <laughs> what the fuck are you supposed to say when you're starting your fucking podcast that you've done hundreds of episodes of? Yeah. So how do you start? Why, I don't know. That's why we're here. I don't know. Just this like, was the
0: messiest start of them all. And I'm Yell I'm Hitler.
2: Fine. Yeah. That's that's the theme over there. Just scream Hitler.
0: Yeah, I'm so sure we're my, scream neighbor, Hitler. my neighbors
2: would not be concerned about that at all.
0: Yeah, we're, we're just going to yell Bible. Um, so <laughs> uh, my name is Justin. Shoot. I was a minister and I the Bible was my life. And I in a strange way. Now the Bible is my hobby. Uh,
2: mm, love it. Love yeah. it.
0: And uh, spiritually, I am. I am a nun or a mm-hmm. a undecided Or I don't know. I just don't even care. I don't even care what I am. And I'm actually quite happy with
2: that. Sweet.
0: So that's where I'm at on this Easter week.
2: Ew, boo. I'm Tori. I am also a former evangelical. I can't stand Easter. I think it is so depressing. And, uh, I know that I, I say this every year, but here we are, it is Easter again for some goddamn reason. And I (laughs) still am thinking about it and talking about it and trying to figure out what the fuck to get my children for, for their Easter baskets and stuff. So I personally am going to be having a really good time on Easter, which I cannot discuss for legal reasons, but the rest of y'all, I feel bad for you. (laughs) Can I just, just, can I do like a little bit of a tangent since we're already completely off the rails here? We're already, we started off the rails. Right, right. Exactly. Um, (laughs) I realized today I'm like, I think anti-racism is sort of my religion now. Like, and I know that that's a very sort of, I know that that, I feel like that's kind of capitulating to like the, the narrative on the right that it's like, Oh, you're just, you just take anything and you just turn it into your religion or like you, you can't not be religious Right, you just everybody picks a thing to be religious about, and that, I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know, but in terms of like the way that I orient my life, I was just thinking about this. And I was like, oh, this is not dissimilar be- to Christianity in the sense that like I I'm always trying to like learn more about anti racism. Like I spend a lot of time kind of like sitting with and processing and reading and like doing research, and like it's kind of how I orient. Anti-racism is a piece of, I guess, how I orient like my ethical framework, right, yeah. in terms of of harm reduction and power analysis and all of these things. So, yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking about maybe, I was thinking about maybe making like a YouTube video that's like anti-racism is my religion, just because of the number of people that that would piss off. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that would get a lot of views.
2: Right. I'm like, just, just, just like go all in on the controversy. And yeah, I think that, I think that would be kind of funny, actually, because it's like sort of, but also, but also not in the sense that like, I don't, I don't feel like everybody has to be like this. So like, is that a religion? If you don't feel like everybody else has to do the thing that you're doing? Does I that even count?
0: It depends on the religion, I suppose. But fair, it's, fair. I think religion it, when you're coming from evangelicalism, I think the concept of religion is kind of ruined for you. Mm-hmm. Because you just think like, well, if I have to sh- whatever my religion is, I have to share it with everyone and sell it all like, the time. A, like a product all the time, you know?
2: Oh yeah. Whereas
0: I don't I don't know that there's very many like Buddhist monks that are like
2: proselytizing street uh, preachers you need
0: more monks you know i mean maybe there are but i you know maybe i'm just showing my ignorance but just i i feel like there are a lot of other religions in the world that aren't as like proselytizing is the feature Mm -hmm. especially of evangelicalism it's literally in the name um evangelize (laughs) but christianity as we'll learn in today's episode really just likes to come on in and Take shit. Take shit. <laughs> um, that's just that's the way.
2: So, yeah, I don't
0: You You say that and I'm, I'm like, I'm thinking like, what is my, what is my like thing? That's my religion. And I, I don't know, maybe humanism, but mm-hmm. which I feel like anti-racism and harm reduction is in, in that. To, like, under that
2: umbrella. Absolutely. Under that umbrella. Yeah.
0: Like what is, what is best for human flourishing? Like that, that's really what more I'm, what inter- I'm more interested in that. If that happens to be a set of religious beliefs for some people, like great, go for it. I don't care. Like if that's that's atheism for some people. That's the
2: thing that's like different, I think, about humanism compared to other things, is Mm -hmm. that it there's not the I think humanism as a construct is more aware that it is a construct, right? It's it's kind of like the difference between ethics and morality. Like the concept of ethics is a construct, right? Like it's tools that we kind of apply to use to measure like what is like, how to respond to things that are going on and how we treat one another. Morality is like, these are the rules. Doesn't really matter what the impact is. Doesn't really matter how we get to the end, right? Like the, the end always justify the means every time. And yeah. So I think that, I think that humanism is different in that it's like, when you say you want human flourishing, you don't mean I want to tell people what they get to do to flourish? Yes. <laughs> like I get to dictate this to people, yeah. right? And I think that's what's like very different about about humanism versus versus a lot of and, proselytizing. And, it's, and it's also
0: more, at least the way I approach it, is a lot more like empirical in the mm-hmm. sense of like, how do we solve homelessness? Well, we house the homeless. Like that is <laughs> that is you don't want to like, pray about it measurably. Like what like. This is the data that shows us that this is what stops this problem and increases human flourishing. So like, I don't care if you have a Protestant work ethic that says Mm -hmm. like they got to work for their house or God will have a sad, like, (laughs) I don't care if I piss off God, I'm going to try to house homeless people because that's what's actually going to help them ultimately become productive, but like they can't work first. But he need to be housed first. Like that's like how this is going to work. And I mean, I could apply that to a thousand other things. And so that's, mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's more my framework is maybe it's empiricism, but it's more just like a humanism that is like, what's going to actually help. I, cause I'm the, the construct of religion for so long for me, was like, yeah, this is, these are the rules from on high right. and yeah, it doesn't look like they're working, but trust me it they do. <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. now
0: I'm just like no i don't I don't trust that anymore <laughs> no.
2: like no not not going with that one not at all uh, so that was a
0: fun tangent, Tori, I do yeah. appreciate that
2: I, well, I felt like it was applicable
0: so we're recording this podcast episode you know spoiler uh, or spoiler or just getting a peek behind the curtain. I don't know what it's called, but uh <laughs> way ahead of Easter week so we were considering what of uh, this week in evangelicalism would look like because it would be weeks old by the time this episode debuted so I think Tori and I are going to try to guess um,
2: we're predicting
0: what, what is going to be the outrage this week. So we could be wrong. Like we could be totally wrong. And that's the outrage machine is, is skewed a different direction But we're going to just practice <laughs> our ability to, to
2: tell the future,
0: tell the future and see where we're at. So we like, we have two this week in evangelicalism's, that may or may not actually be happening <laughs> this week in evangelicalism. Uh, I
2: love, however, that we know for a fact that they will be angry about something. Yes, like, we might not know the subject matter, but they will be angry about it. The
0: outrage machine will not be denied. Um, <laughs> so, I, amazing. I, my my prediction. We'll do a my prediction, your prediction, even though that's not how we discussed it. That's how we're going to do. this. Beautiful.
2: Love it.
0: My prediction is it's springtime, and that means women are going to be outside existing in the world, possibly in yoga pants, possibly in a bathing suit of some kind, possibly in jeans and a hoodie. But some Theobro somewhere is going to wax poetic about modesty, I think. So let's talk about modesty a bit. Mm hmm. Is, is modest hottest, Tori?
2: I have, I have always, struggled, and I've always known that I like struggled with modesty and, and it's kind of, it's sort of funny because it just like never, it never really, it was put on me, right? Like I was required mm-hmm. to be modest. I was required to wear clothes that were like a size too big. <laughs> so then. So that they would not specifically so that they would not be attractive. And I need to
0: frump you up a little bit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You're too
0: attractive for your own good.
2: Well, I don't see, I don't know. I don't Like, I don't know what the logic was, frankly. It was, it was, just, it was all very bizarre, but I, I really, I don't know how I knew this about myself because again, the context I was raised in was like very fundamentalist. And I, you know, it was, it's very much like what, what, what Ron DeSantis is trying to do in Florida. Like that was, that was, how I was raised. <laughs> like what he's trying to do to the public schools was like my house. And I was taught, obviously, like it's my personal responsibility to keep men from having sexual thoughts. So
0: mm-hmm. keep the boys. Weirdly,
2: weirdly. It was the only thing that I could do about that. Like I, cause I couldn't tell them what to do. Cause men. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't physically assault them for, for, trying to get handsy or whatever, because again, like men and the only thing that you, the only tool you have is wearing like potato sack essentially. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and and <laughs> unfortunately some men are turned on by potato sacks. So like, there's just not, this, this is my contention about modesty. Like
2: doesn't matter what is. It doesn't is. matter
0: what it is. Somebody's like, going
2: to be turned on by
0: it. Someone's going to be turned on by it. Like that's just, everything is someone's kink. Like mm-hmm. it's just like, that's, you can't I sincerely
2: win. believe that. I sincerely believe that. Yes. But yes, I was, and, I was, and I,
0: I, I will attest as a man, I, there have been women that have worn next to nothing that I thought were just not that attractive. And there were women, no lie, wearing jeans and a hoodie that I was like, fuck, she is hot. Like, <laughs> you know, like it just, yeah. it's not, there's yeah. not like a, there's not like a one plus one equals two here thing. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: mm-hmm. Right, but, I mean, that's how it was handed to us, yes. was, this is a very black and white issue, and this is, like, this is what men are attracted to, is just, like, skin, in yeah. gen- all of it, equally, yeah. or something.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which isn't and true, the, like, that Seinfeld no. episode, where he was dating the nudist, and he's like, there's good naked, and there's not great naked, like... <laughs> <laughs> like when you're vacuuming or sneezing or something, like it's just not mm, no. It's that's not good, naked. Okay, like,
2: that's I completely agree. I think that's totally fair. And also, like as someone who is just like does not care about modesty at all, and has like tried really hard, sincerely tried to care about being modest and being aware. It's just not how I am wired. Like yeah. i i was <laughs> I was at a beach. That like it's technically not legal to be topless at, but I was topless anyway, and like this is this is a situation where like occasionally beaches, yeah, 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 totally. But it was also a situation where occasionally like a cop would stroll by, so it was Mm -hmm. sort of it was a it was a little bit fraught. However, I was telling I was telling a friend about about this like experience that I had at the beach and their response was like, wow, like that, is, like, I don't, I would be too ner- I think I'd be too nervous to do that. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think of it. It wasn't, I was the only thing I was concerned about was like not getting a ticket. <laughs> it was yeah. like, Everything else was like, I don't care about this other shit. Like, you know, there's a bunch of people around and around, but everybody's like minding their own business. Like nobody, nobody cares. But, yeah. uh, yeah, my thing was just like, um, I just want to, I just want to like look up and down the beach, make sure there's like no, no cops strolling around because, <laughs> but like, right. It was just, it was so strange to me. It was just like, oh, this is, this is like such a weird thing because it's like, for me, it's not a big deal. And then also recognizing for other people, it's, would make them incredibly yeah. uncomfortable and it's not even like a, in a body shamey way. Right. It's not yeah. even like, Oh, that's wrong. That's gross. So it very much just the personal response to like being in a body for some reason for me is just like, I don't actually, I don't actually care. And this isn't I remember a big deal.
0: it not being a big deal. Cause I, we went down to like Miami or something and or spring break and you know, this, I'm like Christian college, Justin. And we go down there and there's like, plenty of people topless. Yeah. And I remember being shocked at how like huh? Like okay. I mean, like I mean, definitely like these are attractive women, but it was just it wasn't like sexual necessarily. It was right. just like Yes. Here there they are. Like and yes. I I I had like some friends with me that were like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, look at, look at the, I'm like, yeah. Like it's a person with a body. (laughs) There they are. Like we're all swimming. (laughs) Like this is just, you know? Um, Uh So yeah, it was, it was one of those things. It was like, I, but again, like to the modesty thing, like I, I feel like they want to sexualize every inch, every square Mm -hmm. centimeter of a woman's body and like cover it up. And the reality is it's like, you know, to me, it's more, context is what makes something sexual just as much as mm, that's such a good like, point. the amount of skin that is shown
2: like yeah, that's such a good point on
0: a beach where it's like sandy and we're all just trying to have a good time like i'm much less turned on whereas like the exact same amount of clothing in a different situation is like very different so i just feel like it's it's more context than it is like the rules are like this is how it works but Again, in the evangelical mind, it's like, we have to have rules. We have to have rules all the time. And the rules are constantly Mm -hmm. changing because whether they like it or not, society and culture is constantly changing. So what is modest changes over time, you know? And I I just think that we, it's just, it's a tired conversation because it happens every spring where they're Mm -hmm. like, girls don't let the boys stumble. And it's, you know, I actually, I had a tweet about this a few weeks ago at this point where, you know, in purity culture, I was taught like you are a raging sex machine. Like you cannot control it. It's and a good that's a name. And that's yeah. The raging sex machines. That'd be great. <laughs> um, or just raising sex machine. But, and like, it's the woman's responsibility to cover up because man, they show too much shoulder and you, you are just going to lose control, which is very rape culture. Let's yeah. just be honest. But like, But I remember also being like when I was in situations with girls and they set a boundary and I was like able to like respect that. I remember thinking there was something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Like there's something wrong with me because I'm not this raging sex monster that they told me I was. And like, that's just not how humans necessarily work. I mean, if you tell them that over and over again, some people will be, but like, (laughs) The reality is, like we we are able to respect each other and also to understand that, you know, bodies are bodies, and I don't know. It's
2: yeah, it's weird. It's the whole thing, it, the 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 idea that that all bodies are inherently sexual and all nudity is inherently sexual, yeah. which we've talked about many many times on this show, is is just really fascinating to me as someone who like nudity like you're saying it depends it's situ- it's very dependent on the situation whether or not it's 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 sexy or not yeah and i mean one thing that i'm like one thing i'm really struck by is the fact that i f- just find i find pornography to be incredibly boring i'm like this is such a waste of my time like nothing, <laughs> nothing about this is sexy to me I'm like okay watching people like watching people fuck like sweet cool i hope that you're having a wonderful time and i hope that Mm -hmm. you're getting paid well yeah (laughs) getting paid well this is not interesting to me at all this is not sexy to me on like on any level like nothing about watching people fuck Mm -hmm. on like tv is sexy to me at all (laughs) i mean honestly i I guess i guess i should be like really fair Uh, like watching people fuck in like in the same space as me is also not like, I'm just like, Oh, that's really nice. I hope that you're having a good time. Like that's literally all it ever is for me. (laughs) Right. I hope that you're having fun. Yeah. So I don't know. I I guess every, what I'm trying to say is everybody is different.
1: Yeah. (laughs) and
2: Many things are context dependent, situation dependent and largely dependent on like how you're wired, you know? Cause like i'm I'm not supposed to be a person who, according to you know James Dobson and all them, I'm not supposed to be a person who actually wants or enjoys having sex, right I'm supposed to like tolerate it, which is not how I am, but then I think that that framing of like oh yeah, you're like whatever like this is weird like that's how that's how men are supposed to be, like men are supposed to be the ones who, like a sex drive, okay, cool, but then like this is this is just how I am, and it's not it's not like a. It's not like a predatory thing obviously. It's just like, oh, yeah, I really enjoyed having sex. I don't know, whatever. But then like have don't enjoy like porn at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, and like humans are going to be a vastly different combination of all those things. Mhm. And this is why I like humanism cuz it's like yes. cuz we cuz it, it it allows for contradiction and nuance to exist. Like what mm-hmm. is attractive to me is not going to be necessarily attractive to everybody or what is going to yeah. work for me in a sexual situation is not going to be the same that works for everybody else. And and we make space for that. And this whole like modesty police bullshit is like, right. just doesn't make sense. And also like women's fashion. I mean, I'm not an expert here. Obviously I'm not a woman, but it's like, I don't know if people have noticed, but women's bodies are shaped differently and trying to find things for particular, you know, like, Women with longer legs trying to find quote unquote modest shorts where the, right. they can like put their fingers down or whatever. And it's, you know, I don't know, past their knee or something. I don't know, whatever. Right. Yeah. Usually it's, yeah, is.
2: it's usually it's like your fingertips or to your knees. One like the two. For,
0: for, I mean, some people it's just your levers and you have long femurs and there's just, right. that makes things hard. It doesn't mean you're immodest. It just means like your levers are different. And, and that's, that's, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. And it doesn't allow for difference. And I just feel like it's stupid. And, yeah, some dudes are turned on, but like, it's fine. Be turned on like you're allowed to be turned on like you're allowed to find someone sexually attractive like now what you do with that is, you know, that's an important thing to figure out for yourself, Right. but like demonizing the like being sexually attracted to anyone mm-hmm, that's going to lead mm-hmm. to a lot of problems. Yeah, I'm sure that's what they're talking about this week, <laughs> but
2: Somebody if they are well, what but if they it? aren't what else what, what else would they be talking about
0: i don't know yeah Tori, uh, what, what would they be talking about
2: well what, what what were we talking we were talking about god what were we talking about atonement theory yeah, atonement
0: theories yeah <laughs> they're
2: probably arguing why, over
0: atonement theories
2: why god has to why god has to be evil in order to be loving mm-hmm. or, you know that yeah. and that 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 whole argument of like well god can't actually love you without hurting you which is very you know it's very interesting for me in like the context i grew up in because that logic was very much applied to like me, my siblings and me as kids right was that there was like this depe- like like causing harm was a sort of prerequisite or requirement for showing love yeah and the, the i don't remember the the first place i heard this was was nicole cliff saying it and i believe that she had heard it from somewhere else i don't remember precisely but i remember one time she she had written this tweet that the gist of it was essentially you know when like when you first have a child it's you have this like really interesting moment of of either holy shit like my parents did so much work and you have like this huge appreciation Mm -hmm. for like all of the time and energy and effort that that your parents put in. Or you go, how the fuck could you treat a child like this? Like how the fuck does anybody treat a child the way I was treated? <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think that for me, I mean, and we you and I have talked about this a lot, that that the fucked upness of evangelical theology is a huge part Like once we had kids, that was like a huge part of us leaving.
0: Yeah. We were like, wait
2: a second. No.
0: Yeah. I'm not telling my kid that someone had to die for them. Like, and I'm certainly not going to like, yes, I will spoil my child by sparing the rod. Thank you very much. (laughs) Like
2: also like lower their therapy bills a little bit. Yeah.
0: And also the rod was probably used depending on the context to protect the child from, outside forces that would harm them not used on the child but that's not really what a rod was for but anyway that's another you know if you want to hit kids you'll find it in the bible but i think that's that, true you know that's true but,
2: well i mean if you want to own people or rape people you can also find that in the bible yep. so this they, is, this is, is the thing about the bible <laughs> and
0: <they> uh, do. <laughs> um so yeah you find what you you find what you're looking for for mm-hmm. sure and yeah i just was i i just can't I genuinely cannot imagine, and and it's 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 hard to, but it it comes from this atonement theology that like yeah. that God must be satisfied with blood, <sighs> which. Which you know, because this was another Twitter battle I got into, and it's not everything's about my Twitter battles, but where I I was just drawing the conclusion that like someone was talking about like the amazing grace of God to basically save us from damnation, but I'm like, let's back up a second. Like, Mm -hmm. grace becomes a lot less amazing when you realize that like God could have made any system, right? Any system, and made humans any way, but. According to the conservative evangelical theology, made humans in such a way where they would sin and pass that sin along to every other human, and that would like require God to put them in hell unless God had a blood sacrifice of some kind, a perfect human blood sacrifice of Himself. You could have done anything, (laughs) (laughs) right?
2: And and you chose a death cult,
0: and you chose this, and and I'm supposed to be grateful to you for this, like. No. I'm not. I'm not. Actually, turns out. And, and to be fair to just Christian theology in general, that's just the most popular atonement theory in the United States at this moment. It's not fair. the oldest one. It's not the best one. It's not the best supported biblically one either. It's just it happens to be in the most popular one mm-hmm. right now. So just... It's not, that's not a Christianity thing. That's a conservative evangelical thing. And so it's, yeah, I'm like that. That's the, that's the best. That's what you want me to celebrate and get down with and like give my life to, I, I did that for a while and then I got wise and no, absolutely not.
2: Right. And I think it comes back to what we were talking about before with, with the idea of bodies are just inherently evil Yes. and bodies are inherently bad and need to be controlled often with violence. Like I think that the idea of the reason I feel like a big part of the reason that within like American evangelicalism, the policing, like policing bodies is so important. I think a lot of that goes back to slavery and this idea mm-hmm. of like this need for hierarchy and control and violence and making people making sure people stay in line right yeah. because that's what god cares about god cares about order and whoever you know whoever's whoever's, whoever's been given power which you know was god gave white guys power is is what i was told um, <laughs> they were supposed to enforce they were supposed to enforce the order that god wanted yeah. and because god gave them power they were allowed to use that in any way that they wanted, including with violence. And I think that all of these things are tied together for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't think that you can have a non-violent religion with a, an inherently violent theology.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's like a chicken and the egg kind of thing Mm -hmm. where you have this, you have this violent theology. So it begets violent practices and beliefs and the way you police people. But you police people that way because it's according to you good for society. And so Mm -hmm. you begin to create theologies to back that that. up, to ease your guilt or whatever. And so it, I mean, you look at a lot of modern ish. I use modern loosely like theology when capitalism comes under the, into the forefront, all of a sudden it's like, Oh yeah, capitalism. That's definitely in the Bible. Like (laughs) it's like, no, no, (laughs) And that's actually it's super wild, and the, we um uh, Blake Chastain, he was talking about that. I think I, I can't remember. I was interviewing him for some podcast. It might have been this one. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> might have been, no, no, been another the one. Another one.
0: But just the wide variety of political beliefs and economic beliefs and and theologies to back those up that were in the turn of the century, and then it just kind of got mm-hmm. all consolidated at some point. It, and that's that's not a digression for this particular episode. But I just I find it. I do always want to be careful when I'm making fun of Christianity, even that mm-hmm. it's like no there's a this is a very specific stream that's having a bit of a moment right now, and historically and hopefully it dies <laughs> as soon as possible, yes, so that we can move on either to a different type of Christianity or just maybe just a different world religion altogether,
2: yeah. I agree.
0: I feel like, yeah, I feel like they're arguing about modesty and slash or atonement theories this week. That feels right to me and good. Mm -hmm. So we'll find out if we're right We'll find out very Um, soon. Yeah. But, uh, let's take a quick capitalism break and then we're going to talk about all the ways that Easter is appropriated. So enjoy. (laughs)
1: you can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know.
2: Hey guys, thanks for putting up with a little bit of capitalism with us for us. Hopefully, you got an ad for I don't know grinder or leggings or something of of that nature. And oh, can um, I?
0: Sorry. Go. We've had a bit of a theme here when it what? comes to dating apps,
2: oh, and oh, the ads oh. that I
0: get. Okay, <laughs> I have a new one. I have a new one that I got.
2: Oh, the algorithm has has made a new identity for you.
0: Well, because remember, I was really proud of myself that yeah. it was sending me the like, yeah. the like, you know, black people only dating apps. And I've totally. hearted, like I've transcended. The algorithm thinks <laughs> I've transcended race or something. I've started though getting the like. 50 plus dating app.
2: Oh, okay. Well,
0: it's called our time.
2: <laughs> That's such a bad name. It is
0: such a bad name. And I'm oh. like, I am not 50. <laughs> like, oh my. Like, why? Oh my. Why am I starting to get this, the ad for this dating app? Why am I getting dating app ads? Generally is a question that I have. But secondly, yes. why are they so wrong? <laughs>
2: that's amazing i am getting i am getting non-stop ketamine ads <laughs> like just constant and it's like there's it's like a diff- there's like a different one every single time and they're like are you depressed <laughs> you should try ketamine therapy and i'm like what the fuck man <laughs>
0: I don't know what I, I don't know what the universe is trying to tell us, but
2: I don't know. This is yeah, it's very it's very interesting. I mean, other. Yeah, mm, I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what the, yeah. what the, what the algorithm thinks it knows about us. I'm not saying it's entirely wrong, but also what the fuck.
0: So I'm hoping your ad results, dear listener, are more accurate than ours.
2: <laughs> I wasn't saying mine was inaccurate. I just felt it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's just sometimes they are frustrating. It's like, you're hounding me now.
2: Like, <laughs> like stop me following me around. We mm-hmm. can all use
0: some ketamine therapy.
2: You know what? That's probably not wrong.
0: That's, that's probably a perennial ad, for you know, like, that one always hits. I, I
2: love this. I love this. It's like, I mean, and it's, you know, whatever. Capitalism is capitalism. And they're like, oh sweet. There's all these drugs that people are now willing to uh, take and try. And science, we can do mm-hmm. some science with that too. So, I don't know. Here we are. Okay. And all, ki- all kinds of ads. If Sorry. you don't want ads, you can go to patreon.com slash go home Bible and yes. sign up. Listen to the episode there. It is ad free and you can also hang out with us on Discord. If you are so inclined, you can get a, a life verse given to you by the Lord from the Bible spontaneously delivered by us. So also a good time.
0: Yes. Also a good time. We haven't done a drinking game in a while, not because we've stopped doing it, but because we've forgotten. Yes. And our last few episodes, we forgot mostly because we had started the drinking game long before we hit record. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think for this time, whenever you realize something that you thought was deeply Christian is in fact, not go ahead and take yourself a little drink. That will be That'll be the drinking game. Cause I think what we're going to do today is I think last year we went through the Easter story. I mean, and uh, everyone, everyone's doing that. Everyone's doing the Easter story. Why would we do that? Um, so boring. We're you, we're a unique podcast. So we're going to talk <laughs> a little bit about like the ways that Easter traditions have been appropriated from other cultures. And yeah, just the weird ways that we celebrate this holiday that I, 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 I don't, I don't understand it in some ways because every other Christian holiday is on the Gregorian solar calendar. (laughs) Like like Christmas is the same day every year. Yep. St. Patrick's day, same day every year. I don't know whatever Christian holidays there are, but.
2: (laughs) Oh, well, I mean the Catholics have like a bajillion different saint days
0: all the same day every year. And then there's like arguments and wars have been fought over the calculation of Easter which <laughs> if you believe it actually happened, happened on a specific day.
2: Yeah. But it had to be, it had to be on Sunday.
0: Yeah. And but for and, some
2: reason it couldn't be like the first, the first, you know, whatever it's the 10th Sunday of the year or like the 16th yeah. Sunday. or I don't know. It's very weird. It's, it's like it's, the fourth Sunday after the full moon. After it's the first the, Sunday after the full moon that occurs on or after the spring, spring equinox. equinox.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds pretty fucking cool and pagan to me, but it's uh, like,
2: but, huh, huh. yeah,
0: but we celebrate Easter on it. That like name of a holiday that we appropriated from a goddess. Anyway, yeah, let's get into it.
2: Yeah. Um. So unfortunately, still from from last year, I can't actually remember how to pronounce how to pronounce or I can't find precisely how to pronounce this particular goddess's name. And there was something very different this year when I went to go and do more research because if you haven't been listening to the show for very long or if you couldn't guess from everything that I was talking about during the first part of the show I think that there's a lot of really cool things to be found in like ancient pagan shenanigans. So I very much enjoy and appreciate pagan rituals just sort of in general. I'm not really, like I don't, I don't consider myself a pagan because I don't, you know, I don't know enough about it to like feel confident going down that road. And, but I, but I do, I do very much appreciate it. I get really angry many times a year at like how much of how much of how much of pagan cultures and traditions were just completely erased like disappeared by christianity that is very frustrating to me still also i did i did i did tweet this out now i'm thinking that i'm gonna have to do it myself but i'm trying to figure out how i know all of these people who are witches but i've never been invited to like a ritual like spring sex magic thing by any of by any of my witchy friends so that's disappointing i know it is a little bit disappointing it kind of makes me feel like (laughs) i kind of feel like maybe i just need to like do this myself so that i'm the one like hosting the thing
0: (laughs) well it could be like a closed circle kind of deal you know like i mean i get that you got to be in witch club in order to do the the really fun witch stuff
2: i get that but also Like I'm, I'm very much like equal opportunity. I'm not, I'm not about gatekeeping here. So I'm, I am, I'm thinking about what it would look like next year to just like throw my own little springtime witchy. I don't know. There's, there's lots of ways to do it. The Romans were apparently their springtime ritual included lots of random sex. Yeah, that was uh normally not. Oh, and also public nudity. So I'm like, this is this is a hundred percent my energy.
0: <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> you would fit in great in ancient Rome. I think I
2: feel like that's true. <laughs> and what's funny is I've always thought that, <laughs> like ever <laughs> since I was a child. So. Yeah,
0: like the Romans had a lot of good ideas, folks.
2: <laughs> you know what? They they really did. And I'm like, I already told, I already told like my my local friends here that. I'm I'm planning our Saturnalia week for December. <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm like, if you guys are gonna do this, I will do it and I will invite you and we're just gonna make this happen because it sounds amazing. So yeah, all that to say, I'm very biased towards ancient pagan celebrations as someone who is not a part of necessarily part of any of those cultures. I don't well, think I'm Roman necessarily.
0: Yeah. But I you know, I, who who is like kind of like Saint Patrick's Day, <laughs> everyone's Irish. Saturnalia, <laughs> everyone's Roman. you know
2: I love it. I love it. I love it. So the sad thing that I discovered, Ostre or Osera, I don't know how to pronounce it. There's different ways of spelling it. There's yeah. different ways of pronouncing it. but uh, ostensibly the Germanic slash Anglo-Saxon goddess of springtime and fertility and flowers and all of the things i I did some I did some googling. And it appears that the current consensus on the interwebs at this time is that this goddess may not have actually existed. (laughs) We're just fucking incredible. I love it. I love this. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to find out as much as I can about this person. Like, I'm very excited about this. This seems really fun. And obviously bunnies because bunny rabbits. Yeah. fucking like rabbits is is a thing for a reason. Like they make they make a lot of small bunnies. Ask yeah. me how I know this. So like that part makes sense. It's like springtime. It, rabbits are there's baby rabbits everywhere now. There's like birds are laying eggs again because there's enough sunlight for them to do that. Apparently, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like I wish I wish man I wish that like human people who like had had a cycle that it just shut off during the winter months because it was too cold and dark. That would be sweet. Yeah.
0: Like we chickens got that figured out. We're very odd.
2: We are. We don't creatures. sleep enough.
0: We, we don't. We don't have enough
2: systems that go dark.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the systems are just on all the time.
2: All the time. Like, I don't know what, whatever left turn we took to avoid winter hibernation was the wrong one. Yes. I'm convinced.
0: Yes. <laughs> and we don't have like a mating season either it's just nope. like all all the time all the time a baby can be born at any moment like makes no sense yeah
2: wrong move yes so what i have now what i have read about this lovely germanic maybe didn't exist goddess <laughs> there the the like the consensus is or mm, i shouldn't say the consensus but there's a lot of of researchers who have been going like, okay, so there's this one dude who mentioned this goddess one time in like the eighth century and we haven't found any art. We haven't found any descriptions of rituals. We haven't found really anything to support this other than it was like the name of a month or a season mm-hmm. many, many, many centuries ago. And I was like, oh, that's disappointing. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, It was, you know, so that means it was made up, and it's actually really new. And I'm like looking around and like, okay, so what's really new? It was the eighth century, so I don't know if that's that's not new if you live in the U.S.
0: Yeah, it's not new (laughs) necessarily. That's still ancient. It's just not like you know, it doesn't have prehistoric roots.
2: Right. Right. Fair. I so I was a little bit I was a little bit sad about this. Was a little bit disappointed.
0: That is a sad.
2: But also. I'm like this. Still, this still kind of counts as ancient to me. Yeah, personally, I'm not like oh, you know, the recent past, the eighth century.
0: It's just the eighth century is just so new. Like, right. yeah, well, and it's because it could be like a local goddess too that was just kind of local to an area that someone
2: mentioned. So I don't know, like. I think there's lots of, there's lots of, basically there's, th- there's two more references to Jesus in actual historical literature than there are to Ostara. I don't we'll know say how to pronounce Ostara. It. Ostara. Yeah. Somebody please like email me and correct me and tell me how to pronounce it because I actually want to do it right. But uh, yeah, so she gets mentioned once, Jesus gets mentioned three times and two of them are like inferences <laughs> more mm-hmm. than actual outright mentions. So what does that mean? I don't know. What does that leave us with? There is, however, a lot of Jesus art around so that's how you know that jesus but even is if
0: even if this is a goddess that was like very very small or almost non-existent why is easter named after her like that's my like like why? i
2: also googled this like, and why? found deeply unsatisfactory answers <laughs> <laughs> like fundamentally unsatisfactory answers. I was like, what is the fucking etymology of the word Easter? Easter and I'm like, this yes. is this is like wh- what? And they're like, well, it might be from Latin and it might be from like it might be like from this Germanic language, and we don't really know. And I'm I'm like, you don't know? How is this even possible? Like of all the things to not know about, yeah, it this seems is, like this would be clearer.
0: This is this is the most important holiday in Christendom. Right. A a religion based on a book. So it's not like we don't have written sources for the (laughs) entire the entire history of this holiday. The entire
2: thing. Yes, exactly.
0: And yet we're like, we call it Easter and mm, we don't know why.
2: Reasons for reasons. reasons.
0: Maybe related to this goddess. Maybe just like, like maybe part of this goddess and then someone kind of burped while they said it. And then like, that's it's now Easter. Like, I like,
2: Yeah. yeah. Maybe so. The celebration of Jesus' resurrection apparently goes back to like the second, like making it a making it making it a yearly tradition goes back to like the 2nd century apparently, which that's that's really I would call that also ancient, but like, you know.
0: Still 200 years after Jesus. Like It
2: was still 200 years after Jesus.
0: Yeah, like well, and I do know that like early Christian traditions would not necessarily view like celebrating a holiday as like a thing that was done necessarily, but the reason why they started worshiping on Sundays was because like they celebrated the resurrection every week, essentially, right? By yeah, you know, by gathering on Sundays, but but making it a yearly gathering and tying it to Jewish Passover loosely, it, yeah, that's right. Not a well, there was right out th- right out of the gate for sure,
2: right? And there, like like you said, there are actually a lot of there. There were already there were already spring equinox celebrations in every major culture, basically, Um, you know, like India, the middle East, all of Europe, like North. Like it was just everywhere, which I think again is great. There was, but along with these spring equinox celebrations, there were also lots of mythologies about virgin births. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 yeah young women slash virgins giving birth to God or gods mm-hmm. depending on on the it, situation.
0: It was not a unique story
2: no at all no it was not
0: <laughs> no like that <laughs> and, was and that cr- was like a shattering experience for me when I like started really looking into it uh-huh and, like Jesus' birth ripped off in a lot of ways. From And which honestly makes sense if you are trying to if you're not trying to give like an accurate account of someone's life, but you're trying to write kind of a, a spiritual narrative that gives yeah. them authority to speak to critique the empire, which is what Mm -hmm. Jesus, I think largely did, Mm -hmm. then of course, you're going to give them kind of supernatural origins that makes sense for the day. Like it's not
2: context. Yeah,
0: it's not. I'm not saying they're lying. I don't think it was like a cover up. I don't think it was (laughs) uh, like, I think it was just like, this is this is what you do. Like, you know, men of God and men of power were born of virgins.
1: Mm -hmm. Like, Mm
0: -hmm. and so our guy is too. Right. So, but it's, but it's also like, and yeah, they, they would die and be born again. And this isn't like that Osiris nonsense. Like there's like an Osiris thing that they try to connect Jesus to, which actually isn't as clear as the memes make it sound. But, um, but this is like, like there were lots of Greek and Roman like preachers, prophets, people calling them back to whatever God or goddess. There were a lot of them. And they were yeah, born of virgins and did miracles and died and were risen again. It's not an uncommon motif.
2: In right. Time. Right. It's not. And it was actually so much so that Christianity was kind of like a late comer <laughs> to, <Yeah. laughs> to like the, the virgin birth idea. Like that was one of the later sort of iterations or most recent, I guess I should say. Yeah. They one perfected of the, more the recent formula, iterations. obviously. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> they did the thing. The thing is done. Yeah. We can try a new thing now. Yeah, so that was that was really interesting. But and that I, like somehow I didn't even know this. But ostensibly, like the the mother of Romulus and Remus, the founders of Rome, the mm-hmm. mythical founders of Rome, not 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 actual people, to my knowledge. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> it was just a story. But yeah, even their mother, they were they were they were from a virgin birth ostensibly like that that's how like that story goes which again like goes exactly back to what you're saying justin about like you derive your power and authority if you are a person in a physical body ostensibly who's like running around going oh i'm god
0: (laughs) yeah in what way are you god well i was born Mm. of a virgin
2: let me tell you
0: yeah let me tell you
2: (laughs) so love this for us yeah I actually, I mean, and I think that you're right. You talking about how you kind of like broke your brain the first time that you read that like all of this stuff is actually not, not at all, not remotely new. I think that, yeah, I, I I felt very, very similar, very similar feels when discovering that the story of Noah was also not original (laughs) to like the ancient Near East at all. It was just a very common story.
0: Like so much of ancient storytelling is very similar to the way we tell comic book stories and superhero Mm, stories. Yeah. And this, this isn't new. I think I've maybe even shared this on the podcast before, but I I feel like it, it, it bears repeating. Like when you think about Spider-Man, Spider-Man comes on the scene and what is the thing that he is, what makes him Spider-Man? It's a radioactive spider. Yeah. you know and that's that's what everyone was afraid of and so he like I'm, I'm gonna be really spiritual he takes that into his body and he transmutes it into something good that works for his community like this is like this powerful like story like mm, well yeah. the new spider-man stories that come out what is the spider it's a genetically modified spider it's not a radioactive right. spider anymore so like again, he takes this thing that we're all afraid of that. We're not sure if it's good or bad, or like it might destroy us. And he takes it again, takes it into himself. And like, so it's, it's, it's a powerful metaphor and the, but the yeah. story changes over time and who's telling it and, and how it's, and it, it So it, it remains relevant. And so that's what, that's what ancient people did too, like the flood story. Like we all got a flood story, but when we tell it, and what we emphasize it's right. it, it's different than how those people over there tell it and and i feel like a lot of the jesus particularly the origin stories of jesus like i do think that or i tend to think that jesus was a historical person and that he did a lot of the things or at least adjacent to a lot of the things that are attributed to him in the gospels generally but a lot of the stuff on the margins the like parentheses of jesus life that that aren't consistent like Two of the books of the Bible don't even talk about his birth. Like, I'm right. sorry if you're, if you are actually born of a virgin, every biography that is written about you is probably going to include that, you know, like that just makes <laughs> sense to me.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like there's really not even a resurrection in the earliest versions of Mark. Like, mm. and so it's, it, it begins to start going like, okay, these things that happen on the edges of Jesus life, That's when we really get into fantasy, or we get into myth making. I should say, like not even, not even like. I'm not even saying it's bad. It's just bad when that myth is pulled from its context, and then we're like, nope, that's 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 truth. That's the way that happened.
2: We're the only ones that got it right. Yeah, even though we came to it last,
0: (laughs) absolutely last.
2: Oh man, and this actually makes me really excited cuz I hope I really hope in 2000 years that there are like billions of people on earth who worship Spider-Man. <laughs> cuz <'Cause> they <laughs> have no context. They're so yes. yes. like where any of this shit came from.
0: <laughs> yeah, no idea. Like there was there was a man. Let me tell you a story, kids, about the man.
2: <laughs> the ancient American empire. Listen. Yes. There was yes. this man who was bit by a spider. Yes. Oh man! Like this whole
0: call to people biting, getting spider spiders to bite them.
2: <laughs> yeah, totally.
0: <laughs> we take the spider venom into ourselves.
2: Yeah, no, I. was like it like their communion. The spider
0: bites would be the communion.
2: Uh huh. Uh huh. yeah instead of well I mean they, maybe they'd find something else because like you know we, we pretend well that there would be like those we,
0: hardcore like no that's true there like would be the hardcore real people. spiders and then there would be like the like weird wafer like cup weird thing you know that you pull mm-hmm. open like there'd be like that like oh you just like it's like a pinprick and it's like you just, you just spider pop pen, you know? pop
2: your yeah don't really yeah. pop your spider <laughs>
0: You pop your spider <laughs>
2: I'm so excited for this. This yeah. has got to happen. Please. I need this. I need this to happen. Yes. Uh, for all the, for all the people 2000 years from now listening to this podcast.
0: Yes. This is the <laughs> origin of your religion. <laughs> We're going to break your brains right now.
2: So sorry, but also good for you. Cause like, what a fun, what a fun religion to have. Yes. Spider-Man.
0: As, I'm here as for as that. As long as there is a wild spring celebration, <laughs> I endorse your religion.
2: You know? Okay. But this is, oh my God. I'm, Justin, why are we like this? I'm just like, but you know how spider babies... Like, let me tell you about Spring and Spider Babies, man, because they're out of control. No, but for real.
0: <laughs> We're making some people really cringe right now. Oh, God. Sure. Yeah, this
2: is this is not good. Hopefully, hopefully, all the people cringing are not born yet. Yeah. So, yeah. But Ostara had, like, some, you know, some, some cool stuff. I couldn't find anything specifically about, you know, shenanigans, re-public nudity or anything like that. But... I did actually, I did actually really, really like what I did find. I mean, obviously there's, you know, feasting because that's just a thing that like all pagan traditions have in common, that all religions have in common. Like this is just a thing that people do to celebrate is food. So that part, not really unique, but uh, they also had bonfires. Which I feel like is actually really cool. Like that's yeah. a cool way to celebrate
1: spring. I think.
0: Yeah, like, and I mean, you burn away stuff, and like, well, in yeah. ancient Rome, like the whole like tradition of spring cleaning, like mm. that that started in February because it warms up right. a little earlier in the year, and at least in Italy at the time, and so like you know they would do a lot of their spring cleaning in February, and that would be like a part of like this the spring ritual of like we're just burning away all the crap from the year. Um, we're, and we're sometimes literal crap <laughs> on the year, but and we're gonna start fresh. We're gonna start new. I think that's cool.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I didn't. Okay, I didn't know this, but this came up in my googling. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the the Roman version of of this springtime holiday ritual festival called Floralia. Mm-hmm. I'd n- I'd not ever heard of this. I was like, oh, this is actually. A lot of fun, but there uh, a big part of that was there were, like games and competitions and races and stuff like that. Which I was like, oh, okay, this makes a lot of sense because yeah. there's a bunch of that at like when whenever you go to an Easter egg hunt, there's all of that stuff. Like there's yeah. all kinds of racing around and games, and that's like how the whole thing is set up. So I was like, oh, this makes me really happy now that I know that like this is this has some like history to yeah. it. People weren't, I mean, obviously. Everything is made up at some point, but I really, I sort of love that. I was like, oh, yeah, this is cute. Like, Mm -hmm. sweet, three legged race. Very, I'm like, I'm so good at that shit, guys. If anybody wants to three legged race, nice. (laughs) I'm a pro. Would there be three
0: legged races at your like spring ritual that you're gonna?
2: Oh, I don't know. Definitely games. (laughs) I haven't got, I have, honestly, I haven't gotten around to thinking about it. Like, I, 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 I'm a little late this year, so it'll have to be next year. But I feel like, yeah, it's like, you got to have food. You got to have games. Definitely have some bonfires. Definitely have sure. like, I don't know, whatever, not necessarily like public nudity. Cause like you'd still get arrested for that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like Semi public nudity.
2: Right. Exactly. Like in the backyard. Exactly. In the backyard. Right. That kind of stuff. But yeah. And like lots and lots and lots of flowers everywhere, which of course, because, there's so many things to celebrate about spring, including the fact that you're sweet. We made it through winter and we're probably not going to starve.
0: Yeah. Like that's (laughs) like like, so many, so many pagan or ancient rituals are basically like, Hey, we're not starving or, Mm -hmm. or even like, like the midwinter. Hey, we might starve. (laughs) So let's have a really good time now. So it, you know, that's just, that's the way it is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, I, I do find it fascinating too. like, so many of like iconography in like especially Roman Catholic churches, it's it's very cribbed from oh, pagan sure. yeah. rituals and yes. pagan you know imagery, um, and like even even the like whole the Jesus fish thing, like mm. probably a vulva turned on its side, <laughs> like as far as the that's, symbol, that's that's like,
2: pretty yeah, that seems accurate,
0: like because it was. Yeah, that symbol,
2: X that marks symbol the spot
0: did not yeah that symbol did not uh, originate with Christians for sure just the orientation of that symbol originated with Christians which it's funny because like Christians had those very have you seen these these are the best things these like weird pins that they would wear on pilgrimage like the, mm-hmm. the vulvas like riding horses and stuff <laughs> it's like it's a very Christian symbol, really. It um, is. Maybe it we sanitized it to make it a I fish. I don't know
2: why, precisely.
0: Yeah. It's well, a Christian symbol. And the whole, like, wounds in the side of Christ are always, like, mm-hmm. shaped like vulvas. And, yep. like, I, I don't know why. I don't know why. But uh, Jesus. because of Easter. Because of Easter. So, because, you know, vulvas and Easter go together like peanut butter and jelly. So.
2: <laughs> That's not where my brain was going. Yeah. That is, I like, I actually, I actually love that, especially since we're having all of these debates about gender and identity and like whether or not people know what their gender is. Yeah. (laughs) Whether or not we can trust people to know what their gender is. And I love that there is so much in Christianity. I mean, we, it's interesting. Because, like I said, kind of at the top, and I always complain about this, but like the amount of of paganism that Christianity just like disappeared, like just it yeah. just evaporated into the ether, essentially. Like the amount of 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 gender bending, like gender bending Christ, yes. <laughs> that also like kind of got disappeared. Yes, is like, really fascinating.
0: Jesus, like, is depicted as not necessarily female, but as having multiple parts. Certainly. Very, very feminine, containing all the various configurations of humanity within themselves in a lot of different art. mm -hmm. And, and, and they're being very, like, openly feminine, and, you know, sexual imagery, like with the the funny looking vulvas riding horses, but it's also, there's a lot of, there's a lot of imagery with Mary and, you know, pregnancy. And like, again, the symbolism of the fish, that's not a fish, you know? So it's the, that kind of Christianity would have been interesting to have survived, I think. Yeah. But then it's like, all of a sudden we're like, Hey, priests can't have sex and (laughs) bodies are bad. And
2: right. Gender is binary.
0: Hi, John Calvin. And here we are today john calvin who i would imagine is, is would you would not want him at any party ever
2: you seem nice oh man this is like this is really wild to me i'm not gonna lie because it just brings like well for starters it just brings a whole new meaning to fish taco so um, <laughs> i don't think i've
0: ever said the word fish taco <laughs> with a straight face <laughs> like i've ordered them at restaurants but i'm always like don't laugh justin <laughs> So Don't laugh when you ask for three fish tacos.
2: I mean, apparently Jesus Jesus like fish tacos. Okay, this is yeah. going to be part of my celebration. Fish tacos? Fish tacos? <laughs>
0: yes. I, yeah, please tell my, me when this is. My pagan
2: spring ritual is going to include fish tacos.
0: Yes. So let it be written, so let it be done.
2: We love this. Love this for me. Yeah, there's, there's, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of different things. Ostar also had like gift giving, which makes, you know, Easter, that's like the whole thing that you do with kids is you like give them all kinds of cute little special treats and whatever. So mm-hmm. love that too. And I don't actually love it. Can I be honest? Like, I'm, as a mom, I'm just going to confess, real bad at Easter. Like, I'm just, I'm not an Easter pro. At I don't.
0: All. I don't like the options that were given for Easter because it's like there's the Easter basket. I got all these damn eggs. I got to stuff with stuff.
2: Yeah, so you know? annoying.
0: And it's just, it's 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 just a lot of like little busy work. And the colors, I'm just not a fan of the whole color scheme. Pastel. I don't know. Oh, you
2: aren't. Look, I did my. I did. I did Easter egg.
0: Your nails actually nails. do look really good, but. <laughs>
2: This is the only the only week of the year that I do like Robin's egg blue because I actually don't like this color very much.
0: It's more like putting them all together and That's then fair. like the fake like plastic grass. Like,
2: mm, I think it's that
0: mm-hmm. that like just mm. kind of that bothers me. It's a texture thing. I don't know. Like, just, yeah. you know, I'm just not I'm not there. I mean, I do it. I do it. But right. It's it's it's, it's just because like, you'd
2: be considered a bad dad if you did not
0: If you're like, the but it's it's funny too like my my kids because we're raising them not necessarily christian like you know my daughter is like interested in ostara and is like more interested in the easter bunny and i think even at a certain point i think she's gonna be like why do we celebrate easter i mm-hmm. think she's probably gonna like like uh, yeah that's a, probably a good question actually <laughs> but i think in some ways like this is just a fun thing to do at this point. And honestly, mm. I think there were a lot of pagans back in the day that were like, yeah, the gods, eh, but this is, this is a fun thing to do. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with secularizing our holidays or at least making, making it just like, this is just a fun thing we do. I don't mm-hmm. know why we do it. Like it's not hurting anybody. I don't know why we bring a dead tree into our year, every our <sighs> house every year. I, I don't know. Like, but it, it is kind of fun. So we're going to do it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think that you, the, the older I get, this is, I feel like I kind of feel terrible saying this, the more, and maybe like, I think that probably the pandemic and lockdown made this feel a little more acute, perhaps that traditions, not, not like, not because traditions in for us growing up were very legalistic. Yeah, It was just, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't about joy or like time together. It was about making sure that we did everything exactly the same every single time, which is not fun for me. So for those of you who are listening, who had similar upbringings, that is not what I'm talking about, but I think that traditions and like actively pursuing joy in different seasons is really important actually. And I think that it's good for people's mental health. And I think that, you know, obviously togetherness and connection is good for our mental health, and it's good for our communities, and it's good for our kids. And it actually is funny because it, it, now, you know, because my kids are a little bit bigger, it's like, oh, okay, this is this makes more sense to me. Mm-hmm. I think as something that's worth pursuing, um, as something that's worth taking the time to sort of invest in and like plan out a little bit, and and you know give my kids opportunities again to like experience joy, even though it's not, I don't, it's not my favorite holiday. It's just not, but (laughs) that being said, I I'm beginning to appreciate the impact that a lot of these things can have when, when it is about joy and people as opposed to like religion and dogma. And so that's kind of where I'm, that's where I'm landing on Easter this year.
0: Yeah. That was very well said, thank you. Thanks. I think I think that that's such a a good practice and just a good posture, and I, I think that's such a good way to maintain traditions. To continually ask yourself, like, "Hey, we keep doing this. Is it? Does it continue to bring us joy?"
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Does it, and that's yeah. that's so good. Yeah, I've, I don't really have anything to add. That was good. Sweet. Well, I hope everyone has a good springtime festival season if you celebrate easter happy easter if you don't happy semi-nude springtime (laughs) (laughs) and if that makes you uncomfortable i just i hope that you enjoy the flowers that are coming up right now yes and can find joy wherever it is to be found
2: agree i absolutely agree all
0: right thanks everybody have a good week